You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hey everybody, tonight we're debating Flat Earth versus Globe Earth, and we are starting right now with Mark and Jen's opening statement. Thanks so much for being with us. The floor is all yours. Thank you so much, James, and it's a pleasure to be here. My name is Mark Reed. Um, I want to thank Jen for being my partner in this debate tonight, uh, today. Um, I also want to thank my opponent for being here, but I'll quickly go through and just introduce who I am. I'm uh, actually just an average internet denizen. Um, I'm a student. I study uh, computer systems and networks, so data transmission, basically. Um, I don't do this for any money or any any profit. I actually do it for fun. I really enjoy debating. I really enjoy talking to people. And I've decided to come here and debate a topic that I usually don't, which is flat earth. Now, flat earth is not a debate outside of the internet and these sort of fringe uh, uh, debate field uh, sort of places. Um, all scientific disciplines uh, uh, agree that the earth is round. Uh, we have photos, we have video, we have calculations, we have experiments, we have so much data that basically um, there is no professional that believes that the earth is flat. It's just a certain segment of the population that believe that. Now, the weirdest thing about flat earth nonsense is this conspiracy theory that all of these people are lying to us about the shape of the earth. There's about 130,000 people employed in the space industry in the U.S., um, there and that's not the only space agency. It's not like NASA is lying to us all, and that's that's the only thing that exists. There's 72 different countries have space agencies. 72 different countries. 14 of them have launch capacity. They can launch satellites and regularly do so. Um, then there's private companies like SpaceX and Virgin. Um, all in all, between all uh, across the world, there's easily over a million people 
employed directly, not indirectly, not making parts, employed directly by the space agencies and private organisations. Not one person, not one from any of these organisations has ever come forward and said that it's all a conspiracy, it's all a con, not even one. So while we're talking about conspiracies, let's float an alternative conspiracy, perhaps, and maybe it's a conspiracy that some of these flat earthers are doing this for money. They know that the earth is round. They know it's not flat. And all they're doing is making money from people to give it to them, from subscribers and from other people. Now, keep in mind, I don't make any money from what I do, but they are, and they take donations only if they, they keep saying that the earth is flat. Is it a more believable conspiracy? Yes, there's less people involved. There's less work to be done. It's a more believable conspiracy that a million people are all lying with not one detractor. Um, now, I, I do have a slight demonstration for you, and I'll just share my screen very, very, very briefly. Um, screen two. So uh, just tell me when I'm good to go. We're ready for James. you. Yep. Okay. So uh, uh, am I appearing? Not yet. There's usually a green button in the bottom middle that'll say share. Uh, yeah, I did share, share. Oh, yeah, I see it, I see it. Sorry, my apologies. No worries. Uh, am I sharing? Yes. Yeah, okay, so this is looking to the north and the circumpolar sky. Now, this is in the northern hemisphere. And do notice the, do notice the rotation of these stars. Um, it's going counterclockwise around this way. Now, what we compare it to is the stars going in the opposite. Oops going in the opposite direction. Sorry, I just, it's looking south. Okay, now they're going in a clockwise direction. They're going opposites. And, you know, I can sort of hear them saying, so that's clockwise, that's anti-clockwise, north and south. So why, did, why is this important? Why is this a, a problem? Well, I've got a little ball here. We've got north, we've got south, and we've got the direction of rotation here. So what happens if we put our frame on the northern side, that's north, and we rotate it with the direction of the arrows? Clockwise. So we take it off, we reverse it, put it on the southern side, and rotate anti-clockwise. This demonstrates exactly why we see the two different rotations on the north and of the south. And as of yet, no flat earther has been able to explain how that works on their fantasy pizza. So if put it anywhere on here and rotate it, it's always going in the same direction. They cannot explain this away. And I've, I've yet to see any flat earther even address this. It absolutely sinks their argument and they've got no way to challenge it. Um, so that's my best uh, demonstration for what I think is a flat earther. I mean, I could show more. I basically have to cut it off because I don't want to go over time. And I'll leave it up to Jen to present her point of view. So go for it, Jen. Thanks. Would I be able to share my screen? 100% ready for you. 
here we go. Thanks so much for having me, James, and Modern Day Debate Channel, and Mark, and Witsit and Kai. Apologies if I've pronounced that wrong. Awesome to be here. So yeah, I got a couple demonstrations, you know, just a couple of recent events, just, uh, you know, just wondering what's even going on. I mean, all these theories, and I just thought I'd be asked to maybe come on and debate something less, maybe more controversial. I'm not sure. I'm hoping we can have a reconciliation of sorts. Perhaps my heart's in the right place, but my expectations are unrealistic. But what can you do? Perhaps we have more in common than we uh, realized. How do we justify a sphere? It's actually not that easy. So I've got a bunch of demonstrations. What have we got here? A glass ball. Now, why did I select this example? Because it's something intuitive we could grab onto. Why is it a sphere and not some other shape? Well, very easy. In the name of my YouTube channel, Church of Entropy, it is a, oh, I guess you can't see me on the screen right now. I just realized that. All right, I'll, uns I'll unshare myself. Back to, I'm sorry, James. I'm no still getting the hang of this. All right, so it's full screen when I'm when I'm doing that. Okay, yeah, that was my model for something else super controversial. We won't go into that right now. Let's leave it on the back burner. But anyway, sphere. Why do we expect the Earth to be a sphere? I agree. The arguments have been somewhat uncompelling, which is why perhaps we're still having these uh conversations or maybe it's some big conspiracy as was alleged earlier by mark but i look at this sphere that i've generally <laughs> most of the time have this hanging in my kitchen i enjoy it looking at it we could ask ourselves why is it a sphere and not some other shape i mean is there a reason why do we when we blow bubbles why does that eventually look somewhat spherical well, there's a simple answer that I think, sadly, most people are unaware of, which is that something is being optimized in this shape, in the sense that in the absence of other things that would justify a deviation from a sphere, we pretty much expect the sphere under most circumstances. Now, you could point to other things. Oh, we got snowflakes. Those aren't spheres. Those are kind of disc-like, and then all these other deviations from sphere, but basically... A sphere is a highly preferred shape due to chemistry. So if you don't mind just putting me back on screen share, James, how much time do I have left? You have seven minutes left. I've only been going for one minute. About. That was the longest minute of my life. All right. Quantum periodic table. It has not one. Not two. Can they see this? Oh, yeah. Thing? I was going to say. Jamez. Yeah. Okay. The green share button. So I think you have to, on, on your end, uh, in the middle, in the on the bottom of the screen, there's a green share button. There should be if you wave your cursor around there. Thank you. Oh, my God. I thought it was just, oh, I'm so sorry. No worries. There's the quantum periodic table. So I see Mark's having a good time there. Yeah, excuse me. All right. Yeah, this is real compelling. I'm sure a lot of the flat earthers are just <laughs> rallying to my side right now. Thank you. Um, what is this? Not one. Okay. Can they see it, Jay? 
No? Yes. Yes. Not one. Not two, but 59 spheres. What is it? Why, it's the thing that we can establish as being more real than anything else. I'm not saying we can establish it as absolutely real because clearly that's a matter of definition, right? So I'm not trying to say that you don't experience the earth as feeling flat any more than the ant thinks that the earth consists of a anthill. Does that make the ant right? No. That's what I try to appeal to when I get people that come to me with these flat earth notions. It's like, there's something just, someone did you a disservice at some point and didn't uh, frame this right for you that uh, just made more sense to go with what was 100% intuitive, which I agree is a flat concept, per perception perhaps, but at the end of the day, we have to rely on more than just our direct senses and in some sense, I want to take responsibility for the failure of education that's led to so many people that think this fallacy. And so I won't uh, attempt to, you know, demean anyone. Just say when you can get into the direction of thinking spherically, you can see lots of things. Uh, for example, very important in discovery, which predicts, yes, that is the correct term. Like some people say it's not predictive. It's actually literally predicting, like, Light interfering genetic modifier array, which totally predicts by, you know, the definition of math, which is supposed to derive shapes from a priori axioms, right? That's the whole, I mean, where do you think those ideas come from? If you can't get your head around a sphere, you're never going to really understand what it is that people are getting at when they're getting past the limitations of their senses. And I understand the fear of going past what is familiar, especially when it seems like people are always lying and just wanting to tell you things, maybe sell you something so that eventually you become a customer long term. But uh, I really hope uh, I can at least convince a few people that there is something of value. And that's ultimately why all these uh, bullshit movements can flourish, but not in the not in comparison with uh, a light of truth. So I guess I don't know how much more time I have. I don't know how much more I can say because I just would rather know where the people uh, that I'm supposed to be debating against are at. You got it. Three minutes left. Oh wow! This you is what I get for trying to trying to improvise it. Well, you, you know, don't... I was insisting on it in the beginning, but I mean. You... I just don't know where to go from here. I feel bad. I Fair feel enough. like, how can you think it's flat? You know, I'm thinking it's a pancake, but under gravity, you know, gravity has been demonstrated for very large boats. So if you doubt gravity, you got to account for these boats that are just like, just like, okay, how are we going to separate these things? Major problem in shipping. You can't even trigger the gravity effects. When I think of a flat Earth, if that's actually what you're saying, that it's a flat disk, the way I understand gravity is that it's always attracting towards the center of mass. So what ought to happen for a disk is since it's not symmetrical, it should start to compress into a sphere because the sphere, like I was alluding to before, minimizes the torsion about the center of mass, which always exists. So I guess uh, thanks for listening. You got and it. Thank you very much. Awesome feedback in the chat. I guess I will see the rest of my time because I'm just somewhat baffled. 
but thanks for having me and hopefully the rest of this goes as wonderfully as the opening has. Juicy. Well, thank you very much for those openings on behalf of the Globe side. Want to let you know, folks, if it's your first time here at Modern Day Debate, we are a neutral platform hosting debates on science, religion, and politics. We hope you feel welcome no matter what walk of life you are from. We are thrilled to have you here. And with that, very excited. We're going to kick it over to Austin and Kai. Thanks for being with us. The floor is all yours. Hey. Hey, guys. Thank you to our opponents for their um, statements. There's some clarification, though, that needs to happen, and both of them mentioned. So we don't think that the Earth is a pancake or a disc floating through the vacuum of space. So we are not going to be arguing for that. That is not what we are here to debate. We um, know that the Earth is a topographical plane, and it is a contained system. And we will get into that later. But uh, we also uh, can prove that the vacuum of space cannot exist through physics. So we'll get into that as well. But yeah, just want to make sure we're on the same page. We don't think that the Earth is a pancake floating through space. Yeah. And so before I share the screen, just a couple of things that they said in their opener. Um, everyone must be in on this conspiracy. 131,000 people work in space. And uh, that's impossible, basically. Well, no, it's, it's called compartmentalization. It's very simple. Uh, the Manhattan Project proves it. Uh, literally, the, the military literally couldn't even exist if, if that wasn't how it operated. So it's actually quite insane to claim the government couldn't keep secrets. No, we don't think everyone's lying. People believe the lie, and they apply their intellect to trying to figure out theoretical explanations of the lie or explain away the discrepancies. So, so there's that. No one thinks that there's millions of people all getting together every Friday night lying about the Earth. Um, you brought up that there were numerous space agencies all across the world. Yeah, and they all work with NASA. I, I guess I guess they don't say that on Google, but literally all of them work with NASA, and most of them have to concede all their technologies to them or use them to go anywhere. You said no one in the history of any of these space agencies have ever came out and said that there was a lie. That's patently false as well. Polish cosmonauts said the Earth is flat, as some expect, but I didn't expect this question. I assure you it's flat. Now, this is an astronaut, okay, from Poland. Here's another guy, a Soviet cosmonaut, uh, Igor Volk. He said, we haven't been to space. If someone claims that we have been, it's not true. It is not the truth. Now, these are two prominent figures that claim to have gone to space and be in space. And she's coming out publicly saying no one's ever been to space and the Earth is flat. So, so yeah, people actually have come out, numerous people, ex-NASA employees, et cetera. So, anyway, there's that. And all stars uh, go east to west, bro. So, when you talk about them going clockwise or counterclockwise, every single star in the sky goes east to west. And if you stand on the one side of the road and you look at the road and you stand on the other side and look the other direction, it looks like the cars are going the opposite way, don't they? So it's perception and every single star in the sky goes east to west. So there's a quick little rebuttal, but uh, we're going to share the screen. Hopefully this works. Bang, bang. We good? Ready. Sweet. All right. So we, we didn't actually have time to make a brand new one. If you guys saw the last debate, this is pretty much this one uh, with a few little additions, but we'll just get into it. Hopefully this works. Don't know how it works. Play. All right, excuse my boomer syndrome. All right, so like we discussed last time, um, these are all different shots with different cameras at different altitudes, right? So we have 100 feet, 70,000 feet, 10,000 feet, 33,000 feet, 128,000 feet. The grabblers love the bottom left picture. So, of course, 
this can't all be an accurate representation of the curvature of a globe, can it? Because these are different convexity rates, right? Because the rate of curvature is different based on the altitude. So which one is the real curvature here? Because when you talk to actual globers that call flat earth are stupid and dumb and ad hom and, and all this stuff, they, they will say this is all real when you go ask them. So is the 33,000 feet in the airplane, is that a real curvature? Or is it the 10,000 feet or the 100 feet? Or is it 128,000? That's what we want to know. Right. These these can't these mathematically cannot all be the curvature of the earth. And in fact, none of them can mathematically. But anyway, that's what we want to figure out. So where is the curvature? Right. Up here we have a fisheye lens at 96,000 feet. Look at that curvature. Isn't that beautiful? Well, look at what reality is at 121,000 feet. We send a high altitude balloon up and it definitely doesn't look like it's curving like that, does it? Of course, New Mexico would have to be the size of a continent for this first picture to be real anyway. So don't believe me, believe your priests. And I actually will say, I, I, I appreciate that she said that the school system has failed us. It's just objective and it's driven by monetary incentive and powers that shouldn't be that control the way that you think. So you believe the narratives that they crafted for you. But here is Neil deGrasse Tyson. Who jumped out of a perfectly good balloon. Um, what's his name? Felix, Felix Baumgartner. Uh, he would have been about two millimeters above the surface of this globe. That's his edge of space jump. Now, you know, I don't, it's and he wants to, I don't have a problem if he does it, but the, the honesty of it would greatly diminish what I think people thought he was actually doing. And not only that, they made sure to photograph him standing there with a really wide angle lens, which curves horizontal lines. So in the photo, you see this curvature of Earth's surface. And he's like, wow, he's in space. Look at that. No, he's not. At that height, you don't see, you don't see the curvature of the Earth if you are two millimeters above this beach ball. <laughs> you just don't. That stuff is flat. Oh, wow, because I could have swore I was dumb when I talk to people that say I that they see curvature in a plane at yeah. 35,000 feet at commercial height. This is Neil deGrasse Tyson, a world-renowned scientific communicator. So anyway, that's the point. Felix Baumgartner, even uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson debunked their own footage. The question is, why do they show us those pictures, though? Yes. If there's nothing to hide and we're dumb and archaic and the Earth's provably a globe, why show us fake pictures of the globe? That seems so ridiculous. It seems like that doesn't make a lot of sense. But here's the inside of uh, the jump from Felix Baumgartner. You see the horizon's flat. And then here, here we showed you the picture prior to this as it looked from outside the capsule. These are two pictures from these recent private companies, which SpaceX isn't a private company, gets over uh, 500 million every single year from the government. But anyway, is it convex or concave? Which one is the Earth? Because there's a convex and a concave. I took these screenshots myself from the live stream. They obviously can't both be true, can they? Is this is the sphere not spherical or is it change? Is it breathing in and out? I don't. So to claim the top one is accurate, but the bottom one is not would be just dishonest, right? So so they're using a fisheye lens to create this look of curvature. Admittedly, admittedly so. so yeah. Right, just like Neil said, it turns a horizontal line into a curved line. Yeah. Horizontal is is flat. So. Oh, by the way, you didn't ask, but I'm going to tell you. Do you know how high up above the earth he was? No. So we take a 63 globe. miles. Oh, yeah, tell you what. So take a schoolroom globe, and it's how high above it is he? So yeah. he's about two millimeters 
above the surface of a schoolroom globe. Mm. So nobody's seen the curvature of the Earth from that height. Just, I just want to make that clear. Why do you feel the need to make it clear? So anyway, yeah, there you go. It, so that's, uh, oh, Mr. Jeff Bezos, space, private space exploration. Last time we were here, someone brought this up because we're looking for, for proof the Earth's a globe. Apparently, they measure the Earth being a sphere. As the claim. This is spherical excess, right? Well, actually, you have to use spherical geometry to do that. So you're reifying the very thing in contention or in question. That's called a begging the question fallacy. You're reifying a physical curvature that isn't fair, right? And then you're taking calculations. You're taking a measurement, not even measurement, calculations based upon measurements, then fluctuating it back and forth in a, ween, a window of a mean or average. And then you're reverse engineering it with the radius value that you're trying to prove. And of course, look at look at this image right here. Now, this is the supposed proof that the Earth is a ball. Well, it doesn't look a lot like the pictures they show us. <laughs> Maybe you could uh, explain to them what's going on here. Yeah, so this is from NASA, and this is Robert Simmon. He is their um, lead data visualizer, and he created that iPhone picture that you have of the blue marble on your phone. And this is a quote that he said, then we wrap the flat map around a ball my part was integrating the surface, clouds, and oceans to match people's expectations of how Earth looks from space. That ball became the famous blue marble. And they admit that they only have one real picture of the Earth. They say that the rest of the pictures are composite images, but they admit that they literally have to use CGI to create them. And then you can see um, just over the years how much they change. And this is because they're CGI. They're not actual pictures, the continent sizes change, like you can see in uh, the 2012 one, it's at the bottom, the second one. North America is taking up the whole globe, like all the other countries have to fit on the other side. It's just, it's just insane. And the fact that in this day and age where five-year-olds have TikTok, we only have one real picture of the earth, get out of here. So that's science. Yeah, that's, that's science. <laughs> that, that's science. Admittedly CGI. Yeah. That's science. You're going to do this one too. Okay, so also another proof of the globe Earth that the Globers like to bring up is ships disappearing over the horizon. We're actually at the beach right now, so we're observing this all the time. So yeah, when boats get farther away, they appear to disappear. And they like to claim that they're disappearing behind a hump of Earth curve. But what you can do is you can bring in your P900 like we have, and you just zoom it in and you bring it back into view. So it's not actually disappearing behind anything. It's just getting further and further from your vision. So you can see in this video right here, you see the boat, but as they zoom out, you'll see that it looks like it's gone. It's disappeared. So um, maybe in the olden days, they could debate, oh yeah, things are disappearing, but now we have technology that can bring it back into view and, and prove that it's just perspective. And that's the same thing that's happening with sunset. So the sun is not getting obstructed by the earth. It's just leaving your field of view. Um, and you can see again with like these pictures. Oh yeah, we have the laser. So it's on a flat surface. And as it gets further and further away, it disappears. You can't see it anymore. The laser is setting. So it's not actually disappearing behind a, a hump of earth curve because like a, a P900 can't see through a building, can't see through a physical obstruction, but it can zoom in. So that's all that's happening. And you can see with the street lamps as well, this is how perspective works things in the distance just merge with the horizon. Yeah. Interesting. And uh, one thing just to address real quick, where are there, okay, everyone always says, Flatters didn't bring any proof. We were all taught the Earth's a ball. That's a positive claim. We live on a sphere. We're falsifying that claim. It's just objective that they lied about the Earth. Okay, so we'll move on to what it is. 
But uh, you want to cover this one too? Sure. So you can see. Um, oh, let me. Oh. Sorry. Yeah. Let's play the video really quick and then we'll just. Right. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. How to go back. So. Anyway, that was just gas. Obviously, once you remove the container, it fills the available space. Second law of Second thermodynamics, law of which is why we love your name, by Entropy. the way. Entropy. We love your name. Yes. Entropy is a beautiful thing. Uh, the second law of thermodynamics debunks any notion that we are in an atmosphere adjacent to a near-perfect vacuum of 10 to the negative 17 torr. Impossible. Entropy will increase and seek equilibrium instantaneously seeking equilibrium. And I actually don't even disagree with you about the uh, the reason spheres are so reoccurring in nature is actually because of the efficiency of energy. And so it is arguable that we're in a celestial sphere Um but the earth is not one. Yeah. So here's a bunch of flat earth documents from the government. Um, they probably put people's lives at risk and spend hundreds of billions of dollars on technology that wouldn't work when they have to assume the earth is flat for propagation of electromagnetic fields over a flat earth for a ground weapon system where they built towers to hit targets or where they shoot over 100 miles with the railgun or whenever they design any type of aircraft or any type of ballistic missile. They have to assume a flat, non-rotating surface in all of their models, admittedly so admittedly so open information but and you can go search these on the internet some of these are on the faa some of these are nasa these are all you know easily accessible yeah but if it wasn't on cnn it can't be true can't be true this is just a little this is uh the world's longest picture it's like 273 miles away 275 miles away um impossible on a globe of course there should be like three miles of earth curvature blocking that mountain so how do i see it that's not actually there it's not actually exactly where it is looking exactly like it looks. It's actually not there because the earth has to be a ball. Um, here you go. It's, it's known also 10 flattest places on the earth. Uh, several are science. Several U.S. states led by Florida are flatter than a pancake. This is how you have a globe. You have tons of thousands of miles of flat surface. That's how you have a globe. <laughs> All right. You can talk about this one. This is important. Oh, yes. The horizon isn't physical. It is just the apparent location where the sky meets the ground. And Globers always want to bring up atmospheric refraction, but that's actually our argument. So as you can see throughout the day, the horizon seems to change because of the refraction. But it's not it's not because the Earth is a ball. It's just because of the humidity in the air. And yeah, refraction is actually our argument. Right using it for intents and purposes. So is the earth breathing in and out? No. So that horizon is not the physical curve of a ball or a sphere, a tangent point blocking your view. Physically, it, it's just atmospheric conditions changing where the sky appears to meet the ground. And on the globe, the horizon has to be the cutoff of the sphere. It has to be geometric. Exactly. It cannot is, be apparent. It has to be a physical geometric location. Perfect timing, because that's what this next one's about, which also goes to what you're saying. Well, basically what an ant on an anthill, uh, the argument being that you're so big, you wouldn't be able to see it curving. Well, actually, we know exactly how big it supposedly is. It has a radius value of 3,959 miles specifically. Right. So it has a it has a circumference of 24,901 at the equator, supposedly. So that's a very specific dimension claim, very specific rate of convexity to just say it's too big is the furthest thing from objective or scientific or anything like that. It, no, it's a certain dimension. It has a certain rate of curvature. So therefore, it physically obstructs you based on that dimension claim. This is what's in contention. Is that actually true? Is the Earth a sphere with a radius of 3,959 miles? Very simple math. Very simple math. 
About 30 seconds left. Oh, yeah. all right. I'm going to hit you really fast. So basically we test the, the idea. Is it actually 3,959 miles? So the equation is 1.225 times the square root of the observer's height and feet. That's where you should see the curvature of the earth blocking your view. If it's in fact a, a globe yeah. right here, one foot should be 1.2 miles is over 10 miles right here at five feet should be 2.3 miles over 7.8 miles. These right here should be blocked by over two miles. These mountains on the bottom left. All of these debunk the globe, falsify the radius value. Therefore, falsification is independent of replacement. What you have been told and I was told isn't true. Then we can move together to figure out what this place really is. And that's basically our, our summary. I, I think we're out of time. You got it. Thank you very much for that opening statement from the flat earth side. Or did you want to, I can give no, you maybe 30 no. more seconds if it's real quick. No, we're, we're good. We're good. I didn't mean to play it. I didn't play. No problemo. So want to let you know, folks, we are absolutely thrilled to have you here as mm -hmm. it is going to be a juicy debate and want to let you know as well, big, big news, my dear friends, in particular, we are absolutely thrilled if you have not heard yet, if you have been living in a cave on Mars with your fingers and your ears and you didn't know that Modern Day Debate is having our very first ever Modern Day Debate Debate Con Conference with live debates two days in a row this January. Oh, baby, it's going to be big. Hit that subscribe button because you don't want to miss it as those debates will be released on YouTube. We are absolutely pumped for it. And with that, we're going to kick it into open conversation. Thanks so much. The floor is all yours, both Globe and Flat Earth teams. Oh, I think you're on I think our videos. Yeah. Oh, I think you're on mute yet, Mark. Sorry. Um, yeah, this this is a sort of a shotgun approach, like just throw every little, little thing at it. And so much of this is quote mining and just taking people out of context. This whole thing about objective, it looks too big. Well, it's subje a subjective too, that it, it, it looks flat, but they, they ignore that. They ignore all of that. Um, stuff like, um, let's have a look. The um, different cameras and different protective changes are the reason why there's different um, and different lenses on the cameras are the reasons why that 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 curvature looks different. You'll notice it's not a fisheye lens, as Kai claimed, because the people in that shot were not distorted. If it was a fisheye, they'd be distorted. Seem to miss that. Um, they quote mine Neil deGrasse Tyson really dishonestly. Um, they sort of say, hey, that that's flat. Why do you say it was flat? Because it looks flat from that height. And you know that. You know that he's just saying it looks flat. But you're, you've chosen to take him out of context in order to support your own worldview, which admit, is incredible because, like you say, hey, it's a, like these priests, you have the faith-based position. It's based on faith. So, you know, but look, at, look it, uh, at all this stuff they've one, gone one through. I, I couldn't even address it if I tried. Like, it's it's so much stuff. What I'd like to do is just because I, I'll give you a chance to keep going, Mark, but I do want to mention, Austin, in case you had a malfunction, your camera, I don't see you. Yeah, we uh, don't. The camera's see. not being picked up. It says that the, it says uh, you can't start your video because the host has stopped it. Is that inaccurate? Oh, you know what it is? Sorry yeah. about that. When when I tried to push you out of share screen mode, it's true that I clicked I uh I clicked stop video when I meant to put stop sharing. Sorry oh, about that. Conspiracy, conspiracy. Okay. They're all in on it. They're, they're, hey, they're, they're ruling the world through the cameras. That's what they're doing. But Mark, just to save us some time, yeah. right? Yeah. Should, shouldn't we? Uh, you said that we were scattergunning. Well, it was a presentation, bro. Right. So sure. That's, uh, I, I scattergunning is. To stick to like one or two sort of your main best points. It was actually kind of good and, that they were trying to like respond to some of these criticisms because yeah. I definitely used the yeah, true. And they seem to have come back yeah. on it. So 
They're playing the volleyball. Yeah, like, I must admit, the game is being correctly. I like yeah. it. Yeah. At least you admit that, that there is such thing as refraction and it can distort what we see. So I guess that's progress of a sort. Um, Real fast, Mark, can we talk about what you brought up first, right? So Yeah, sure, um, sure. Right. Okay, so like with the fisheye lens and you, you brought up mm. Neil deGrasse Tyson and you said yeah. because you know it looks flat from that height. Well, that's our point. They showed the whole world from 128,000 feet supposed yeah. curvature yeah. and everyone can Google it and it says you can see it in a plane from 33,000 feet or even less. So that's our point. Our point is it is actually flat there, but they're showing us deceptive curvature images due to lenses. That's our point. Well, nobody's saying that lens wasn't a fisheye lens. That's the thing. You're saying, oh, it's a fisheye lens. Gotcha. No, we're all aware that it's a fisheye lens. Everybody's we're aware asking. of that. What Neil deGrasse Tyson is actually working on is what it looks like versus what we can measure. Because the, the naked eye isn't that great of a measurement tool. Um, the naked eye can be fooled all the time. Um, we're prone to optical illusions. We're prone to seeing mirages where we think there's water. There's no water there. Um, this is the kind of thing where you're relying on what you see with your naked eye. Scientists are relying on what they measure. And that's the difference. What they measure, is that what you said, sir? Mm -hmm. Okay, so who measured the curvature of the Earth? Well, and how we, was it done? Well, we calculated it back in ancient um, No, who, your calculation times. is different than measurement, right? So who measure yes. well, the curvature you can of the Earth? measure with and calculations. No, so, no, sorry, you, you just can. I'm, I'm sorry, you can. Oh, okay, so where do you get the data to do the calculations without the measurements? Okay, so how did we measure the the size of a mountain we calculate it that's what we do we calculate it mm -hmm. no you well actually for mountains you use um sea level to count to calculate elevation okay so that also assumes that water is flat so that's kind of works against you but it doesn't really matter you have no, to measure no, no, have, so, 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 so they say they sorry sorry they say that the radius of the earth is 3,959 miles. So who came up with that measurement and how did they do it? Well, back in ancient Greek times, they did some calculations on um, the, using shadows to determine how much the earth was curved. They then, we've known since ancient Greek times that the earth is cur uh, curved, it's got curvature. Aristophanes? Yeah. Yeah. So Aristophanes assumed the earth was a sphere. And by the way, there's no primary. He didn't assume. He didn't assume. No, he did experiments. He basically was the first one to find out the shape of the earth. And I mean, I'm sorry, it like sort of it impacts on your face, but you know, there's not much I can do about that. Don't self-project, man. But if you know yeah, you're right, you wouldn't have to, you'd be able to hear the other side. Right. So well, um, yeah, the other I'm side listening is, to you. Yeah. Well, Just because side, I don't believe you doesn't mean I'm not listening to you. That's where you're wrong. No, you can't listen while you're interrupting me, though. So, like, my point is that you probably don't know this, but actually there's no primary documentation for that ever happening. But we're going to rock with it as if it existed. There's literally not any primary documentation in existence that that happened. So fact check that. Because if you want to know the truth, you, you look into everything, right? So anyway, let's pretend it did happen. Okay. So we looked at the sticks in their shadows, right? And then he assumed a distant sun, yes. right? With parallel rays, literally 
He had to assume a distance, an infinitely distant sun with parallel rays, although we observed the exact opposite via corpuscular rays, et cetera, divergent rays. He had to assume parallel rays, right? And then he had to work it out assuming a sphere. The math is different if it's not a sphere. So when you say he didn't assume it, he had to, to even do calculations in the first place. A local light source with convergent rays works out the same. So we don't, okay, we don't so really need the 2,500... Well, just before you gish gallop on there, because you've made a number of points, um, just because we don't have primary documentation doesn't mean a thing because people replicate that experiment all the time, as well as, you know, the Cavendish experiment and various other experiments that you're sort of like, oh, well, nobody saw them do it. Yeah, but we do them, we replicate them. That's the whole idea. Um, the, the whole thing of he assumed the sun's weight, it, it still doesn't show that the Earth is flat in, in your guy's estimation. So you've still got nothing. Actually, it's non sequitur um, because that doesn't prove one way or the other. I explained that, that actually if it's a yeah, and, and light wrong. source with a how so? Well, you're wrong. We know that the, the distance to the sun, we've got things like spectrometers. We, we know how light works. We're talking Can over light at the moment. Can I take a crack at this, Mark? Yeah, go for it. Sorry, Jen, I'm kind of monopolizing outside. I know you're very excited and such. I, I am. I'm I'm agog to be here. Absolutely. I wanted you to address some of the points that I managed to jot down uh, about the curvature. You don't see the curvature, blah, blah, blah. It's always down to the strength of the evidence, right? I used to work in evidence processing, right? So any break in the chain of evidence, it's not any more reliable than the back of Cracker Jack box. But that aside, let's say, well, we can do wide-scale meta-analysis, and that actually tells us something. Um, you wouldn't see curvature at any level of the Earth. So if I have a balloon, how can you tell it's a sphere? Can you ever see the full sphere all at once? What's the most well, according to What's the most surface area you can see of a balloon? Like Oh, yeah, you can only see one side. Yeah. 50% maybe slightly more if I like if I zoom in real quick, maybe I can somehow do some kind of trick where I see more than half, but when you get far away from a sphere, what does it look like even now? Like a circle. Exactly. So there's a illusion michael but anyway the but point is that you wouldn't expect to see anything other than flatness and even that wouldn't actually say that the earth is flat that would say that our perception uh, our eyes our lenses and they're distorting the field the base field so we're, we're having a conversation about what's the base field and you're saying well my eyes are recollecting the base field this way and i'm saying well that's your eyes not the base field and perhaps some of these empiricist arguments that I'll grant you aren't the most compelling or as compelling as they could be. Back over to you, thanks for listening. I, I totally agree with what you're saying. So mm -hmm. to figure out what, well, well, she's right. Like we, we can't necessarily trust our eyes here on the ground, but what we could do is see if the drop rate is there, right? That's what we could do, especially over a body of water because water always seeks its level. So we could use a flat level body of water and see if we see too far, because that's what we're trying to talk about is they give us, a, this is where they slipped up is they gave us a size. They gave us a radius value and the breakdown is eight inches per mile squared drop rate. And that is exponential. And I think it, um, 
you can use it up to a thousand miles. And this is not a flat earth thing. You can just Google earth curve calculator and you can plug in these numbers yourself and you can see it takes in um, the observer height and then the target distance. And if you see too far, you are seeing beyond the cutoff that there should be, because again, it's a, it's a sphere, right? So if you're seeing five times as far, 10 times as far, you are falsifying the radius value. And we have several observations that have been documented. There's also laser tests um, that also document this as well. So there's no drop rate. So that's how we know there's no curvature. It's not just, we don't just have to use our eyes here at ground level. We can actually take photos and use lasers and see if there is a drop rate and there is none to be found. Yes, there is. People have taken footage of drones going up and they show the drop rate. They show that it looks like the horizon is in the same place, but if you actually measure it like, you know, real people do, you can actually see that it does fall away. Um, you and they've already it? admitted that refraction can change the apparent horizon. So I don't see why the, that has anything to do with anything. You, you've already admitted that. You guys brought up refraction, which is hilarious. Yeah, that's maybe what, what we'll, we're saying. Maybe what we'll do for everyone to understand, even the audience and everything, there's two fundamental differences here. You guys think the Earth's a sphere, okay? Mm -hmm. And the sphere well, has a physical... You believe it. You have a physical well, horizon. You have a physical horizon in a sphere. On a flat Earth, the horizon is apparent. So when you say you already admitted the horizon is apparent, yeah, that's our point. You need a physical horizon. And it has to well, be a specific location based on the dimensions of a sphere. No, refraction can change where that horizon is. And you already admitted that. So then how could you ever have found it in the first place? Well, we could take into account the refractive index, which, again, we can measure because we're actually doing science and just not, you know, stuffing around in our backyards like you guys are. So to clarify, without the atoms, you're saying that if we assume the Earth's a sphere... Well, that's not an atom, that's that a fact. A what, what scientific organization are you a part of? If we assume the Earth's a sphere and we look yeah, at the horizon, this is bad, bro. At homes are insufficient. No, so, sorry, mate. I'm not. I'm not playing into that. It's uh, you know you can bro all you like. I'll make you back. So yeah. All right, brother. Well, fundamental difference, sure, right? Either horizon's physical or it's not. On maybe the globe. just to bring it back to something we can agree on. What do you mean by a physical horizon? Because yeah, I don't. At some point, Tangible. you mentioned. You said uh, the Earth isn't breathing, and I would say it kind of is because when it's daytime, there'd be a little more thermal expansion, right? And we talked about second law of thermodynamics, so there would be a variation from day to night. You would expect that. Maybe she should. Well, I, just, I, just, I, I promise I'm not going to talk a lot. I'm just trying to break it down so everyone understands, even in the audience. Globe Earth, if you have a pregnant woman, Right, and she runs her hand down her stomach. She can't see her hand anymore because her, her hand physically blocks or is physically blocked by her stomach. Yeah, you her can't hands at the base of her belly. You can't see you can't through see a mound it. of dirt. That's physical obstruction. Flat Earth, the horizon's just your vanishing point because you can't see any further in the sky and the ground appear to meet. Globe Earth, hump of Earth curvature blocking your view physically, tangibly, literally. Okay, two different things, patently different, not even close to the same. They're opposite. Okay, so all we observe is the one. You guys are claiming the other. So I'm asking, how did you find out it was there? He said, well, we account for refraction using science. Actually, I can get into that, but the point is, how do you know it was there? You had to assume it was there, and then you had to do the mathematical calculations, assuming it was there, make corrections because it didn't match what you expected to see. That doesn't prove it's there. 
Yeah, we, so we've done experiments. Well, to hang on a minute. Effect. How can you account for refraction on a flat surface? Yeah. Uh, how can I account for refraction on a, a flat surface? Yeah, so refraction is just the terminology that we rock with for intents and purposes, but the horizon just fluctuates based on, atmospheric, based on atmospheric conditions. Actually, you want to get technical. Refraction I'm actually excited. comes from wait, wait, time out. Yeah, refraction comes from Snell's law, right? Which is actually a differential between two mediums. Which is why, when it comes to the globe Earth terrestrial refraction, you had to come up with a differential equation of Snell's law because it does not transfer from two mediums. So whenever uh, you put something sine theta well, one, just to, just to give uh, Austin a chance to finish. Yeah, like if you put a pencil through water, you'll see it kind of bend. That's a transfer from two mediums. That's refraction. Snell's law. Okay, so that's actually. Not applicable to the uh, atmosphere, which is obviously not two different mediums. So, this is awkward. So I just wanted to okay, come back to what you said before uh, about the citations from the government. So a government that lies, what it says can't be trusted, period. Even the stuff that flatters our biases. So what I saw briefly, I didn't see the entire screen share, but it did appear to be a model and maybe we should spend some time just discussing the utility of models and how they don't, in a lot of ways, can't correspond to reality for the computational complexity we have access to at the time. Yeah. They're called approximations. So mm -hmm. what you're saying is you're looking at a bunch, to me, you're looking at a bunch of approximations and saying, well, this is actually how it is. It's like, well, no, these are the approximations that work given a particular task that they're being implemented for and that could be any number of things but generally you want to think of it as uh navigation well i think flat earthers use a lot of special pleading they basically go well your model doesn't have this this and this their model doesn't either and so they go yeah but but it's our model it's special it, it, we don't need to prove this we don't need to prove that we don't need to show experimentation we don't need to show anything because we're not presenting a model so right. either they have a model and they're not um, they're not able to support it, or they don't have a model at all. Either way, they've got nothing to show for their their thing. But it's just special pleading that say flat Earth. Real, real quick question for either one of you guys: it Is falsification independent of replacement? Yes. Okay, so we're falsifying the globe Earth. We don't have to replace it. So. Uh, this debate's about flat Earth, sir. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about independent. Yeah. So you have to defend the flat Earth position. All physical you seem to be mistaken. So if you're not presenting a model, why are you here? Well, I don't need a model. Well, why are you here? Model, this right? is about flat Earth. You're not talking about flat Earth. Did you not so listen to you what your partner model, said? So why are you here? Did you not listen to what your partner said? She actually said it great. Models are not a good uh, indication of reality. We are showing. Yes, but if you're not here are... to defend oh, flat I'm Earth, why not. are you here? I, I wasn't done, so, okay. Um, we are, sh so you said we have two things. We don't actually have an official model. That's why we keep okay. it vague. Okay, so let me just, let me just, let me just. No, no, that's fine. We, that's just to, we, just to hear, we don't okay, have we do, an official. There is a lot of, hold on one sec. There is a lot of, even if it's just a little like jumping in and getting a few. Okay, sorry, yeah, my talking, it, is been a, it has been a lot. Sorry. So first of all, we don't actually have an official model. We just keep it vague because we yeah. can't know. So we know it's a topographical plane with mountains and valleys. Now you said we have no evidence, okay? We showed the measurements that there is no drop rate. We showed through long distance observations and also through laser tests where the laser hits the target on the other side of a body of water or a frozen lake, 
you hit the target where there should be a drop rate. A laser shoots perfectly straight and level. And if there's a drop rate, it shouldn't be able to hit the target on the other side, but it does. Okay, so that is our evidence that there is no drop rate. There is no drop rate. There is no evidence that there is a drop rate. And if there was, they could show this with observations or with laser tests that there is a drop rate. The only thing that you guys have in your toolbox is refraction. That's it. But again, because refraction doesn't even work like he brought up with Snell's law. There's only one medium with the atmosphere and you need two. Okay. Okay. So you basically said you've got no model, so you're presenting nothing today. You've said, oh, keep it vague. Yeah, I, I bet pe people trying to hide something always keep it vague. Con men keep it vague because they don't actually have to present any evidence for what they're trying to demonstrate. Well, I That's think she's usually asking for a different, perhaps more compelling argument. Well, I mean, uh, apart from all of the, the videos, the photos, I, I went through a few things. Uh, I went through, they still haven't explained how the um, the demonstration that I did, I noticed that run completely can you, away Can you that. concede that it's energetically flat because it's a globe? What like do you mean gravity? by energetic? Yeah, I, I don't the think. Gravity I just field is about the same. Points, Jen. I, I really do just want to go through my points, I Jen. I think I, I that do. we should maybe get on the same side. And I thought we were having a uh, open well, discussion. Well, hold on one sec. But, but the, like I said, there has been some interrupting, so I do want to give Mark a chance to finish. Yeah, so uh, where was I? Uh, yeah, keeping it vague. Yeah, so so when you don't have a way to prove what you're saying, that's when you keep it vague. No drop rate. You said you you proved you demonstrated that. No, you just claimed it. That's all you did. A claim is different than a demonstration. Um, and we don't just have refraction. We have a, a lot of evidence to demonstrate that the Earth is a, is a globe. Go ahead, Jen. Sorry, that's all I want to say. It's no problem. I'm just trying to keep up with everything that's being said here. Um, topographical plane. I don't know what that means. But I will concede the Earth is energetically flat in the sense that it's approximately the same gravitational field at all points, give or take. So we and say topographical, oh, sorry, sorry. I'm just saying, I'll grant you that it's energetically flat, but the only reason it's energetically flat is because it's physically nearly spherical. I believe the technical term is an oblong spheroid. Oblate. Oblate. Oblate, so excuse me. But it's a, it started out, what I tell people I'm explaining is it started out as a sphere, it wants to be a sphere, and the reason it's not a perfect sphere is because it has some additional forces or actions doing work on it that deviate it slightly from this shape that it generally wants to be and then i draw on things day-to-day -day objects that, namely bubbles what have you eyes anything that tends towards a sphere and say well this is just like other planets and moons preferred. and stuff right so yeah if I, but, look up and I, if I look up and i see a light bulb does that mean i'm standing on a light bulb because just because you look up and you see something that looks like a circular light doesn't mean that you're standing on a circle that that doesn't help your cause at all and also a topographical plane so we know that there are mountains and valleys so to say flat earth is just I mean, the earth isn't completely flat. So there's mountains and valleys, but water is flat. Water always seeks its level. And I kind of want to see if we can switch gears. And um, since you brought up gravity, I want well, to- I just want to address that light bulb thing because I'm not saying that because we're standing on a, on a sphere or we see a sphere in the air that we're standing on a sphere. It's because planets, moons, celestial bodies, when they form, they form spheres because of the principle of 
that Jen was talking about, that things always move into sphere shape unless they're under the influence of another force because it is a minimum energy. And correct me if I'm wrong, Jen, you know more about it than I do, but it is a minimum energy shape, correct? If we want to define a minimum energy shape as something that minimizes torsion for particular dimensionality, you could argue that in three dimensions, yes, the sphere, sphere. Yeah. meets this criterion. And we're, we've got a lot of exposure to the third dimension. Technically, we're in three plus one dimensions, which is where I think all this confusion ultimately stems from. But we get a lot of back chatter into the 3D, so we can draw on that the specialness of the third dimension to sort of say, well, spheres are in some sense a starting point because three physical dimensions is what we're playing with. Just to address what I, when, I, when I said something to you earlier about how I actually honestly disagree with you, uh, things seem to um, revert back to spherical oftentimes because of energy efficiency, right? Uh, so, so like a magnetic field, a toroid, well, like if you drew, if you draw the outline of a toroid, it's effectively a sphere. Right. Well, that's the most energy effect effectively. Effectively, you, you can draw a celestial sphere if there's a toroid encompassing the Earth. Right. A toroid and a sphere aren't the same. So you think of a sphere under so much pressure from its internal energy, but it doesn't have any opportunity to get any bigger. So it's just pressing and pressing and pressing, and eventually it just feeds into itself and creates a three plus one dimensional. What you're describing with your sure. But let's say say there's, like just to be sure. If, if just Pardon my interruption. Sorry about that, Austin. Just to be sure that people understand in the audience, because I think there's a little bit of confusion in terms of exactly how everything ties back. And I know it's obvious for you guys in the debate, but just for a few people in chat, in terms of tying back, like how this relates uh, in the most direct sense to flat versus globe, if you'd be able to do that just for maybe like 10, 20 seconds. Sure. Basically, the argument is that everything uh, in nature reverts back to spheres, and so that it is the default position that it would be spherical. If, if I don't want to strawman you, if you guys can maybe... No, yeah, it, it's what not I'm more. essentially it, saying is that the least action principle is a universal governing principle, and the sphere is the three-dimensional instantiation of the least action principle. Yeah, so we're not saying everything in nature goes back to spheres. It's just that when the formation of planets occurs, physics and the least action principle that Jen was talking about naturally causes them to form into spherical shapes, and we see that in the sky all the time. Um, and for people to think that, hey, um, you know, we're, we're, all the planets are spheres, the moon's a sphere, the sun's a sphere, but we're standing on, you know, a, a pancake is just a bit, you know, it's beyond me, but... The only yeah. person, again, okay, we didn't say the earth was pancake, so it's frustrating that you're not. Oh, right. pancake shape, sorry, my apologies. Uh, flat's not a shape, but anyway. So anyway, so again, so you're talking about all these planets, and the only way that you know that these are spherical objects, apparently, is through NASA. There's nothing else that you can do here on Earth to actually tell if these lights in the sky are a sphere, and we want to actually transition the conversation to the vacuum of space, and I wanted to ask your name is Jen, Jen right? Yep. Sorry, okay. Yep. Um, does gravity affect gases? It's a very good question. And the answer is yes. And this is actually something where my own model differs, where I say the top of the Earth is still a sphere, but top of the Earth is actually the South Pole. And we have this effect in the Northern Hemisphere where the sunset drags out super long that is not present in the Southern Hemisphere. And that's because the gases are all pooling at the bottom of spherical Earth. And what does it mean to be at the bottom? It means that the gravity field is the strongest at the base. That's bottom of me. Well, the gravity field is a tiny bit stronger at my feet than at my head because my head's a tiny bit farther from the center of the planet. So I see helium rising. 
Why is it going up? Because compared to the other gases comprising the atmosphere, it's less dense. So everything is ultimately, this is one thing that the Mm -hmm. flat earthers get right is that the density actually is uh, very important. So there's a gradient. Well, that's a little bit different because once you've invoked a gradient, you're presupposing space temporality, whereas density is less. So you can define density without delving into space temporality, whereas a gradient implies some type of motion. And lo and behold, you have to condescend into the ickiness of space time. And uh, well, we all know where that goes. Pseudoscience. Yeah. Pseudoscience. Exactly. But so what stops the gas from going to the vacuum of space? What stops helium from from leaving the exosphere, which is the outer layer of the atmosphere, I believe, and going into the vacuum? Why does it? Density as well. So it'll go up and up and up and up because the density of the ambient air is higher. And then eventually the density of the ambient air will diminish, diminish. Mm -hmm. And then it will, will be equalized. And then it will, at some point, it'll probably pop. And then the only mass you'll have left is the container. And that's going to. So we have gas pressure here on Earth, correct? So our argument is gas pressure requires containment. Uh huh. Very good point. This is something that they can't really account for. So I'll grant you that you're right to be skeptical and maybe honesty is very refreshing by the way i just have to say that (laughs) at least we can have like somewhat reasonable conversations you know even if we disagree like yes it is the big band-aid it's a big band-aid from a a scientific perspective is that gravity pulls all of the air molecules down because gravity acts upon everything um upon pulling it down it compresses you have pressure um the lighter or less dense things that gravity is not acting as strongly on goes up. Um, when it goes up, there is less pressure that is pushing it away. So it eventually finds an equilibrium where it's not being pushed out by pressure, but it's still being pulled by gravity. We still do lose atmosphere into the space every year, by the way. Yeah, but entropy would necessitate that it would be a spontaneous seeking of equilibrium. So, and, and you bring up pressure to answer the question of, how do you have pressure? What's the antecedent yeah. to pressure? Gravity. <laughs> no, it's yes, it's gravity container. Down. So yeah, when no, I when I get it's when I when you get propane when you get propane, are you using gravity as the container? Or are you using a physical container? That's got nothing to do with. We're anything. talking about gas. That's pressure. a complete non sequitur. Wait, so if we take the propane to the top so, of Mount Everest, do we so need to So why does the propane try to get out? Because it's seeking its equilibrium. equilibrium. High pressure, pressure wants to go to low pressure unless Correct. there's a physical barrier. No, Entropy. a barrier. It, it's just that gravity acts as a barrier. It isn't a barrier, but it acts as a barrier. It pulls so down the molecules. The molecules try to rise. It finds equilibrium in that state. That's it. It's very, very simple. Okay, let's pretend that we're going to a kid's birthday party and we're going to have some helium balloons. And I need to bring helium to the party. Okay? How do I do that without a physical container to contain the gas? That is a do I use gravity? Do I just go to a, argument. do I just use, I'm not strawmanning. No, because helium is less dense 
and unlike the upper atmosphere, you are surrounded by pressurised oxygen that if you release it, it will just go up. I've explained this. It's helium um, a gas. Yes, of course. It's, is, is this sort of stupid question time? Of course it's a no, gas. No. Well, stupid answers necessitate that, no, right? No. So helium oh, is so a gas. So helium right? isn't a gas. Is that what no, you're no, no, saying? No, 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 no. So so to transport helium. Is, is saying helium a gas a stupid answer? Is that what you're no, saying? No, 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 no. no. Oh, well, then what are you saying? Because that's what I said. Helium's a gas. So what are you saying, Austin? You said that gravity actually holds pressure down adjacent to a near perfect vacuum yes, in the negative yes, 17 yes. floor, and it prevents it, it prevents yes. it from seeking equilibrium, but some of them get away. No, no, no. It does seek equilibrium with gravity being a part of that equilibrium. You're, you're basically saying, hey, gravity can't exist. It can't exist, so it can't be part of this equilibrium. Well, if it is, it makes sense. Sir, if there is propane, if there's propane gas in a propane tank, okay, mm -hmm. and you open the container, what happens to the gas that's inside the container? Because of the pressure at sea level, it its lower density will cause it to rise. So it will it will leave the tank, correct? If there's propane gas in a propane tank and you open the container, yes. the gas inside will will leave yes, the container. Yes, because the gravity leave. of the container is not the same as the gravity of Earth. This is a complete straw man and a false when? analogy. So that's my answer. It's because of gravity of the container is not as great as the gravity of Earth. What direction does the gas... What uh, gives the containment in the flat Earth model or you don't... Oh, there's, there's some type... Uh, there's, there's some type... There's some type of physical containment because we don't deny natural law. So like the second law of thermodynamics necessitates that there's a physical container. Of course, the good old people over at the government aren't really fond of us going and being able to find stuff like that out. That's how you know they're not hiding anything. Okay. And we should finally believe them. Okay, so you think there's a physical container. That's fine. So can we, address, can we address the um, demonstration that I brought up with the different moving sure sure i did but real fast just to make her point I want, just real fast yeah. bro when the gas disperses sure, do you agree that it disperses omnidirectional it's omnidirectional dispersal uh yeah i'd like to go on to the uh demonstration that i brought oh, up well, let, me, let me let me make my point then omnidirectional dispersal that's all directions that includes up antithetical to down and then the, of course gravity supposedly has a singular vector of down relative to the center mm -hmm. of mass and so that would be yes. the strongest the most accessible strongest point of gravity yes but on dispersal on dispersal it goes up and to the sides because there's more than one force acting on it like you so can't gravity just say, stop. hey, gravity is the only force to exist in the world. There's also wind patterns. There's currents. There's, there's a ton of things acting upon it. Um, your, your, your effort to sort of make these really false analogies and these really poor no, um, analogies are, are just, it, it, it's, it's These really are completely irrelevant. Hold on. Just, no, really sure there's not too much interrupting and maybe again. try to give an do, account. Hold on I, just a second. Hold on. Just, just to be sure there's not too much interrupting. Like I said, even those little ones, but... I do want to give a chance. I, who was it that shared their screen? Just because I want to, if you do want to it's share me. something, I want to give you a chance. Jen. Otherwise, I want to return to the normal view. It's me. I'm trying to account for the containment, if I could. Sure, okay. go ahead. Yeah, so I'll grant you what you're saying. Like, it does seem strange. You know, we see these movies and people getting sucked out of airlocks, and it's like, okay, you know, their heads exploded. Well, why isn't that happening to us right now? How do we account for the uh, containment? Mm -hmm. And I can give you a model that accounts for it. No problem. It's just a little bit complicated because uh, it's a question of like, what's the role of the moon 
is playing in the sustenance of the atmosphere. And as it turns out, the moon is a necessary condition for the atmosphere. We could say it was probably the same event that created the moon and the atmosphere. And at the time, the atmosphere was frozen, which is what the top of the diagram is showing there. It's actually that frozen mass that dislodged the moon. And the moon is just perpetually falling away. And in space, it just keeps spinning around again. It's got to be globes for this to, sorry, near spheres for this to work. And over time, more and more and more sun just keeps coming in. And basically, the way to understand the stasis field, as it were, is that the moon is deviating the path of the water that wants to evaporate away in a radial direction. So if there was no moon, the water would just evaporate all the way to the end of the universe because there's nothing to stop it. Once it gains that energy from the sun, it's gone. But the moon, what does the moon do? Just comes around and scoops it and keeps it binded. So there's the moon is effectively creating a three-dimensional spherical wave moving in towards the planet as the planet is emanating heat energy away from its surface because the sun coming in, bouncing off the surface, bouncing out. And those inward pressure and outward pressure from the moon and from the uh, atmosphere creates this sort of stasis field that contains everything. Does that explain it? And that, you need a sphere for that to work. So hopefully that yeah. clears it up and you can be... Having refute your that. come to sphere refute moment that. right now. You can okay. Prove, prove this. Prove the solidity or sphericity so, of the moon. Okay. So again, um, we're gonna just walk it through really slow. So, if I have a propane tank with, um, could you address Jen's point? Um, sir, sure, sure, sure. Sir, you don't need to interrupt. I'm going to address her point. Okay. We need a physical container to have gas pressure. The moon orbiting around us is not going to create gas pressure. Okay. So I'm going to talk to Jen now. Thank you. This so might Jen, have to be, oh, oh, sorry to cut you off, Kai. Uh, this might have to be our last point. We got to go into Q and a, cause I know that uh, we want to get you guys out of here as promised on. Can I make one two second point at the end? Just one two second point. If it's super fast, but go ahead. Kai. It, it is so pithy. Um, all I want to say is that they never actually addressed the model that I brought up, dodged up, you know, asked three times, never actually addressed it. Rewatch it once this airs, and you'll see I literally answered it before the presentation that all stars move east to west, clockwise and counterclockwise are not directions; they're simply perception. And maybe you should pump the brakes. But 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 yeah, no, I think I already did interrupt like times. fifty times. No, I can't. Speak you keep interrupting, really even the lady, bro. Even the lady, bro. So like, Show can me. can she Show ask me. these three fundamental questions real fast before we go into Q and A, please, without you interrupting? Thank you. And I would love. I, I wish we could go back into gas pressure it sucks that we can't but okay so this is about the sextant are sextants used by mariners to successfully navigate using the relationship between earth's surface and celestial objects if you guys aren't familiar with sextants please speak now but is that dividing the visible sky into six no no it's used for navigation by the um, by the navy it's a, it's a navigational tool. Were you making three points or three questions? She has three questions, know. and they're yes or no, ended, you know, close-ended questions, and she just wants to see so the audience can see how knowledgeable the Yeah, I, I'd rather be able to respond to questions without sort of just a yes and a no. I find they're usually loaded questions. Sorry. So okay. ask your questions, and I'll address them. That's yeah, fine. Okay. I'm, okay, let's just go back. I'll, okay, well, here's the deal. Are sections used by mayors successfully navigate you? 
using the relationship between the Earth's surface and celestial objects? The answer is objectively, yes. yes. It's been done for decades, hundreds of years, maybe even longer. Number two, are sextants used to obtain elevation angles from your position to celestial objects? The answer is also objectively, yes. That's how they're used. The number three is, can you obtain an elevation angle from a curved adjacent, a curved baseline, or a spherical surface? And of course, the answer is objectively no. Yeah. So, well, so they're not they're not supposed to be accurate with relation to um, a, a globe. They're, they're just meant to um, measure um, celestial objects into a um, into a navigation system. They're not designed they, for that. But why does it work then? If the Earth, if there's a globe, it wouldn't work. Well, why we'll does GPS work? GPS comes from the Lorand system using a Cartesian coordinate system that adds a Z axis. That's no, not like you can be in the middle of Australia here, in the middle of nowhere, nothing around you for well, nearly the entire country, okay. and GPS still works and it wouldn't work on a flat earth. It's all good. Like, uh, you, you may not know about it, look into it, but I know James is trying to move on, and we are kind of time crunch. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm not sure why you brought up three questions. Well, just the end, be, because sure. of, yeah, well, because we yeah. wanted to a few times, but Kai couldn't get a full sentence out, but it's all good. We can move on to Q&A. I think the, the, anyone that actually understands sextants knows that your answer doesn't cut it, but we can move on. It's no big deal. Yeah. And they only can work if the earth is, well, if yeah, well, Mariners have known that the earth has been a globe for uh, centuries. Okay. So, you know, they obviously disagree oh. with you. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. We do I know one that disagrees with you. We do want to jump into the Q&A. And yeah. you want to also mention, <laughs> my dear friends, first, our guests are linked in the description if they okay. have a link right now. So, for example, Jen and Witsy Gets It are linked below. Highly encourage you to check that out. And that includes if you're listening via the podcast, folks, as we put our guest links in the podcast episode for every single debate as well. And with that, we're going to jump into this Q&A. I'm going to move fast, folks, because I've got to warn you right now, we have so many questions and we have to wrap up in 30, actually less than 30 minutes to get the speakers out of here at the time that we promised. And so at this point, any questions that come in as of this moment or later, like you're rolling the dice, I don't know if we can get to them. I'm going to try to work through these as fast as I can. Here we go. Three, two, one. Udaf, heck you. Thank you for your question. It says, can Medicare for all work on a flat earth? If so, why can't we get it in America? I think that was rhetorical. Thank you very much. Zach Morgan says, my good friend is a strong Christian and a commercial airline pilot. He says the earth is undoubtedly spherical due to their navigational system based on a globe, as well as other proofs. Is he just a liar? Uh, no, just misunderstanding. I know hundreds of pilots personally, and everyone knows you only see a flat horizon up there, and you use small portions of mapping using Cartesian coordinate systems on a horizontal plane. So, no, he's just misunderstanding. I wouldn't call him a liar. You got it, Anne. Thank you very much for this question. Coming in from Made by Jim Bob says, Jen, optimization of shape assumes teleological position. What is the purpose of the Earth, and what is it optimizing? And you might want to define teleological in case anyone's new to that. Teleological. Like, I think they mean purposeful. Like there's a purpose or design behind it. Ah, I see. The oft-touted non-problem of design. I would refer you to the least action principle. Fairly strong assertion in physics. Uh, difficult to interpret, but quite valuable it's usually one of those things where we look back it's like oh the models that worked really well well they abided by the least action principles so we're going to stick with that thanks for your question this one coming from ilset nova says 
For the Q&A, Austin and Kai, who runs the scientifically proven facts that you all refute? Please be specific. I think they're saying who's leading the conspiracy of the flat earth on the planet. Um, who's leading the conspiracy? I don't even know. Oh, I don't, uh, powerful groups of people that if they were intelligent at all, which to pull this off, they'd have to be, wouldn't let you know their name. And again, no, not everyone's lying. And it's science masquerading, pseudoscience masquerading as pseudoscience yes. is now the norm. We're asking you just think for yourself. You don't have to believe any theories. Some do what the lab coat tells you use empirical evidence in the scientific yes. method. They show correlation. They don't actually really establish causation. That's how they get away with so much crap. You got it. And Earth is life. Thanks for your question. It says those are all wide angle lenses, Witset. Yeah, they impose curvature. Thank you for playing. <laughs> this one coming in from Stupid Santa's Whore Energy. By the way, if you're sick and twisted, folks, we do have a question on whether or not Santa, it's a debate coming up this month on whether or not Santa is satanic, namely oh, the yeah. idea of Santa. You tune in for that one. But this one is. Why doesn't the angular size of the sun change throughout the day? Um, it changes throughout the year. And why, why do you assume it would change throughout the day? You'd have to actually know its makeup, its location, the difference between apparent and actual location. And it actually does apparently change in the sky using proper filters, just a minute amount due to its relative location to us, its makeup, which we don't know. But I know for a fact it's not 93 million miles away as gas chilling in a vacuum and defying entropy. So... You got it, Anne. Thank you very much for this one. Coming in from Earth is Life says NDT also said, quote, the Earth isn't, oh, Neil deGrasse Tyson says also, quote, unquote, the Earth isn't effing flat, unquote. I think that's for you. Yeah, all. yeah. It's called a hostile witness, right? So we're just using someone from your side because oftentimes you run into people ignorant and so they make arguments that even the people that are above them on their side disagree with because of ignorance. So we're just trying to information for everyone most people don't know neil degrasse tyson said that he's explaining the curvature pictures actually are not really earth curvature that was our point yeah you got it and this one coming in from quick lemon says this goes to both mark and jen please explain the universe in under 30 seconds my guess is the most realistic answer will be the most concise Oh, this is set up. Um, so I, I think that Big Bang cosmology, the rapid expansion of the universe, we can prove this via redshift. Um, what, what, what caused it, we don't know. Um, I guess that's under 30 seconds. I'll leave it to Jen. Can you make the 30 seconds, Jen? Uh, <laughs> uncreated universe. We exist in the mind of God. I am that which is. I see the rest of my time. You got uh, it. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Decepticons Forever says, if the Coriolis, Coriolis effect is fake, what properties of the Earth are making hurricanes and how are their quote-unquote lifespans, ranges, and spin so understood? Okay, yeah. So differential and weather patterns that build up over months and months of temperature fluctuation is how hurricanes are actually formed and so yeah we, we actually observe and document the temperature fluctuations which result in due to the difference in temperatures the water moves around has nothing to do with the earth spinning as all hurricanes would have to move in two opposite directions on the above and below and they don't so weird well and it contradicts itself because they say that the atmosphere moves in synchronization and then at the same time it doesn't and that's why you have the coriolis so it actually contradicts itself there is no spin this one coming weird. in from do appreciate it Mr. Monster says, why does the shadow on the moon have curvature if Earth is flat? 
Why are you assuming it's a shadow, bro? Because if it's a shadow and lunar eclipses are caused by the Earth blocking the sun, casting a shadow onto the moon, how come during the Selenillion eclipse, actually, the sun and moon are above the Earth during the eclipse? That seems to falsify the notion that it's a shadow, which is a privation and absence of light. It is not. So what is obstructing the moon? Good question. We know it's not the Earth being a sphere, though. Objectively, it's called the Selenillion eclipse. They call it the impossible eclipse. Space.com says celestial geometry says this cannot happen, but it does. Science. This one coming in from GPS says, what causes Doppler shifts in satellite RF signals? What causes Doppler shifts? That's right. A, a, differ, a differential in the, the amount of time it takes the sound to get to you and your location, a distance. So what, what, it, it, as it pertains to this conversation, and actually are red shifts and blue shifts nothing more than Doppler shifts? And what actually are they? That's the real question. Why do satellites give us Doppler shifts? Uh, good question. What medium are they in? And then what's the duration of time it takes to get there to know the efficacy of propagation? You need to know the medium. But that's just word salad, I'm sure. And it's not a vacuum. The medium is not the vacuum. This one coming in from Mr. Monster says... What do you think is under the flat earth? No one's ever dug deeper than 7.8 miles. It's called the borehole in Russia. No human being alive that breathes that says they know further than 7.8 miles is being honest, objectively. You got it. This one from Debate Night says Kai made the claim she can zoom the sun back in after it sets. I want to see proof of that or a retraction. I think you they mean a retraction of what you said if you can't show it. Yeah, I mean we don't we don't have a video. I don't think we don't have a video right now, but yeah, we have videos. What always happens is a Glober say it wasn't a good enough filter. You know, as we spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on cameras and filters and they don't do anything, um, they say it wasn't a good enough filter. That's why you could provably bring the the sun back into view. So I mean, you know, apparently only NASA has the fifty thousand dollar filter that would prove us wrong. So we must be dumb. You got it, Dan. Thank you very much for your question. Melketh X says, if the Earth is quote-unquote flat, how can I prove it for my own confirmation? Watching the videos of people saying it is quote-unquote flat is not enough. Agreed, and we would hope you never do that. Yes. And that's a beautiful question because that's where you should be if you're intellectually honest. Go make observations, man. Make long-distance observations, laser tests, mirror flashes, etc. You can shoot lasers. You can do the globe math. It has to block your view, block the laser, block the mirror flash at a certain distance based on the geometry of a sphere, and it doesn't do that. So you go look for yourself, and you will find out very quickly there is no Earth curvature blocking our view. They lied about where you yep. live. Yep. You got it. And thank you very much for your question. Coming in from Quick Lemon says, this is for Jen. I watched your previous debate with Mark, but with this Ligma stuff, are you the greatest troll of all time? Have we been Rickrolled? If I am, thank you. That does still not not make me the best scientist alive at this time. Thank you very much. This one coming in from Soldier of Science says, Austin, if we can predict a supernova that will be visible in the sky next year, does that go against the flat Earth theory? Uh, the typical conflation of post-diction and prediction. There's a cyclical nature to the sky. And actually, it's clearly electromagnetic in a fluid-like medium. Oh, man, Austin. But so anyway, yeah, there's electromagnetic cyclical nature to the sky. And to po post-diction is the same as prediction. So, you know, step your game up. This one coming in from Ozian Talks says, I do satellite end-to-end -end testing that must see four satellites. And I test with people 100 miles away only works on a globe with gravity in space. 
So seeing things way too far away only works on a globe in space. Wow. Gotcha. And there's also no real pictures of satellites. Just try to Google real pictures of satellites and they will all be CGI. We That's did it. We, weird. we did it two nights ago. Literally yeah. the, uh, na- real pictures of satellites in space, NASA. All you will find is CGI, the first results on NASA's website. So that's kind of weird. But Do better, NASA. Science. This one, Nausean Strikes Again, says, Oz, he says, I have observed water curving around the globe with a drone going up. 500 feet above sea level with a cargo ship in scene. Saw the curve. Are my eyes lying? Neil deGrasse Tyson would say that you're lying because he said that the Felix Baumgartner jump, you can't see the curve from there. So yeah, math says you're lying also. So yeah. Stellar J Atkins says Erathsenes experiment works on both flat and globe models by simply challenging the presumed size of the sun. It's a flawed experiment. Correct. Yes. Specifically yeah. distance. Um, yeah, I think that was me. So right. we, we have other evidence to back it up. Um, and he postulated it first, and it turns out he was right, because we have mountains of evidence to confirm it, that flat Earth is just one wave away. But yeah. It's, it's other stuff as we, we missed that. We're asking for it. Yeah, we missed that. We just had your little rubber ball with like a piece of paper on there, but we'll get there. We'll get there. The yeah, which you mark. didn't address we'll in here. the slightest and you didn't want to talk about because you couldn't actually refute it. You just ran away from it all, all debate. So thanks for jumping in there. This one coming in from Quick Lemon says Jen's argument isn't true, it's beyond true. Oh. Isaiah 40 <laughs> Isaiah 40:22 says Austin do you think round earthers consider the bible is 100% motionless flat earth book Jesus a flat earther and round earth is from T NASA equals Satan do, yeah, it, do I think that? I think it's pretty funny that, uh, yeah, NASA means to deceive in Hebrew, has a snake tongue going through it, is missing the T. When they shoot a rocket, they say T minus. But people that are degenerate atheists that are afraid there's a creator, so they have moral accountability, don't want to acknowledge the inevitability of the earth being stationary, geocentric center of everything. So, uh, yeah, every ancient civilization knew it. I do happen to know the scriptures are the most historically accurate compilation ever and will never shy away from publicly stating that. So, I'm about my father's business. Next. Will Stewart says, quote, I don't know who I like more, Mark or Jen. Well, you have a fan, Mark and Jen. They uh, are fighting over um, you in their own head. Made by Thank Jim you. Bob. Thank you. Black Jen more. Jen's more likable than I am. Definitely. Absolutely. Oh, Mark, you're a sweetie. All right. That's enough of this. Made by Jim Bob says, James, I recommend for future debates that one side affirms a claim and the other side refutes two affirmed positions is bad faith. I don't know if it's bad faith, but thanks for your feedback. If any of you want to respond to that, otherwise I'm going to move to the next one. Uh, Globe has positive claim falsification and independent replacement. I will give James a bit of a doubt here. This is a very tricky subject to debate because of, you know, modern times. So. Chris Gammon says, no matter the strength of my telescope, I can't see Mount Everest from Dallas, Texas, where modern day debate, debate con will be in January. Thanks for that, that plug, Chris. Go ahead, Austin and Kai, if you'd like to. Respond. You have a limit to how far you can see, just like when you're in L.A. You can't always see the Hollywood sign because the pollution and the atmosphere is in the way. So you can't see forever. The telescope can't see forever. The atmosphere literally gets so thick that you can't see yeah. long distance. So to think flat earthers would be able to see forever if the earth was flat to straw man. It's pretty ignorant. 
This one coming in from Magellan of Singapore says, Jen is adding, oh, not a fan here, Jen. Jen is adding <laughs> nothing but gobbledygook. How do you like them apples, Jen? I will uh, work on it and come up, try to come up with some better diagrams for next time. Maybe we can get a slightly uh, more engaging topic. This one from Made by Jim Bob says, Jen, if quote level, unquote, on a sphere is technically a point parallel to center of mass, at what length or distance does level, quote unquote, become curved? Sorry, was that for me? I missed that. Yeah. Said yeah. Jen. Oh, Jen. Okay. Level. Let me know curve. if I have to say it again because it is a, it's a mouthful. Yeah, maybe we should go through that one one more time because there seem to be a whole host of presuppositions. They said, if level on a sphere is technically a point parallel to center of mass, at what length or distance does level become curved? Oh, I see. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So the idea is that if a sphere is, it's the, you got to think with the ant and the anthill thing, right? So the ant only sees the anthill. So for the ant, the whole life is the anthill. So it makes sense that that would seem to be the right shape, but then it has no bearing on the actual shape. So a sphere, if you're small enough, it seems flat. That's easy enough. It's you got it, a perspective Thank you very thing. Thank you very much for this question. Will Stewart says, I figured it out. I like Jen more. Sorry, Mark. She is more interesting. <laughs> no, I, I like Jen more. I like Jen more too. <laughs> Thank you very much for this. Will Stewart <laughs> says, I figured it out. Oh, we got that one. Made by Jim Bob strikes again. He says, Mark, is the bending of space-time keeping the atmosphere in place or is a force at the center of a ball pulling the atmosphere down? No, it acts like a force, but yes, it's the bending of space-time due to mass. You got it, Anne. Thank you very much um, for your... It's like if you have a hole in a, in a sheet that it'll bring everything towards it. Uh, uh, things will fall towards the center of mass. Yeah, it's like bending love. You can bend concepts. Yeah, you can't bend concepts. Science. Well, it's, it's not concept. really a concept. It's called a phenomenon, so maybe... Oh, the okay. Energy, right? Okay, cool. This one coming in from Debate Night says... Kai made the claim that she can zoom. Oh, we got that one already. And let's see. Chris Gammon says, debate my standard flat earth question. Airplane with unlimited fuel flying straight ends up where it started when it circled the globe. Explain that. Yeah. So there's no such thing as flying straight. Okay. So we, we navigate using a compass. It's, it's, like, I don't understand why people laugh about it. It just shows your ignorance, bro. So, like, you can't go straight. We navigate using a compass. It points north. You go east or west relative to north, right? So, yeah, if you go east and you keep going, you're going to come back around to where you started. North to south circumnavigation, never been done. No such thing as a straight line in navigation. You got it. This one from Mike Menzies says, Mark, what's the distance to the sun, moon, and the nearest star? Um, nearest star I know is 4.2 light years. Um, to the sun, uh, I'm not quite sure. I'd have to look that up. And uh, same to the moon, I think. No, I can't remember. I'd, I'd have to look it up. 238,000 miles. Okay. Distance to the sun? We know nothing. 93 we know nothing. million. Okay. Diameter of the moon. 
Oh, like I said, my, my field is, um, yeah, yeah. I just my field is computer science. Yeah. So well, my field's debunking the globe, man. You know. That's what we did all week, dude. Yeah, yeah. Sleep, no, no, I get that people can memorize things and still be wrong. A lot of people that have memorized things are still wrong about what you're trampling on my actually prove anything. I agree with you because all these people know how to do is regurgitate like rudimentary things they were taught, but you're you're stomping on our joke here. Oh, but you're special, right? You're you're special. You can regurgitate things, but you know what you're talking about. So you're special, right? You're well, I was exception. taught the same thing. I was taught the same thing as you. I just broke out of it. Yeah, but now you're special. an exception. So you're well, saying that people regurgitate stuff and it doesn't prove anything, but yours does. Well, look, if you adopt my calendar, maybe you'll get where we are. It's eat, well, sleep, I want the calendar. The globe, and then we rest on Shabbat. Well, and I think Mark just yeah, might be just, cranky just because he's been living you, upside down his whole life and all the blood's been rushing to his head because according to you, you're down onto You've been upside <laughs> yeah, down yeah. a lot, so that must be yeah. really frustrating, so, right? From so, your perspective, yeah. Okay. From my perspective, you're upside down, so the blood's rushing okay. to your head. Cool. This one coming in. I catch it. Do appreciate your question. Mike Menzi says, Mark, what's the distance to the sun? Did I ask this? I did ask this, right? Yes. The distance to the sun, moon, and the nearest star? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. My my working memory is shot. I didn't. I, unfortunately, I woke up in the middle of the night and could get back to sleep. Magellan, thanks for your question. Says Loran, capital L O R A N, was shut down in 1998. Witsit, stop talking nonsense. Well, it's a good thing I said that it predates GPS. I did not claim that it was still in use. It has the exact same use case. They added a z-axis to the cartesian coordinate system used for navigation that's been used for years you got it this one coming in from genie i didn't see a question genie and same with anomaly bear let me know if you meant to attach a question to your chat i didn't see one but magellan thank you very much says austin does a bifurcated pulse aligned plasma simplification falsify the privation of an observed moderator on a toroid reification blue shift clearly a troll clearly a troll (laughs) pretty funny i'm sorry i'm sorry that you guys mind shut down after three syllables dude give me a break (laughs) mr monster says do you believe in circumpolar navigation is that a troll to you (laughs) oh that's for us Uh, do uh there's no such thing as circumnavigation north to south which is the only thing pertinent and relevant to this discussion yeah you got it Stupid Santa's whore energy says predictions in science aren't temporal. What's it? Learn some philosophy of science. Oh, so science isn't temporal, meaning temporal, meaning it doesn't it doesn't fluctuate or change. You know, it doesn't change natural law and that debunks the globe. You natural. Law. Yeah. Thank you very much for this question coming in from Marty leads live says, do Mark and Jen think we have gone to the moon? And if so, what is their major malfunction? (laughs) Yeah, I think we've gone to the moon and there's no malfunction except for maybe Apollo 11 where there was a major. Well, there's a bit of a replication crisis, isn't there? Oh, I like you. I like you. She's just being honest. Even if she disagrees with us, that's all that matters. Yes. Yeah, well, we're gonna go to the moon again. There's a one scheduled, so we'll all see two more what weeks? happens. Yeah, they no, put no, it no, off every 20, time. Two more weeks. <laughs> I got that joke. Yeah. Hey, this is juicy. When is it? Do you know when it is, Mark? I'm curious, just because it's twenty twenty 
six now, I think. They or 2028, maybe. They push it back every couple of years. It's gonna be all girls, allegedly. Uh, so 2025, 20, I think. Okay. Wow. Well, that'll they change had next. set the uh, goal. So in the next few years, we we will see. Like, and you guys will. And you know we'll all find out. And we'll find you want to bet a thousand dollars right now live that it doesn't happen on whatever the date is right now? You want to bet thousand bucks they change the date again? Well, they may do. I mean, it's not going okay. down the road for a for pizza. It's 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 yeah. a a very very technical process that if they rush it, people could die. Well, so they yeah, they the may. Well, they rushed. They rushed it seven times in the sixties, bro. <laughs> and they destroyed the technology, and it's a painful process to put it back together, according to Don Pettit. Well, the yeah, yeah, that's because the technology was old, outdated. It's not what we. But they got them to the moon. Yeah, use... and they haven't been back because. Of... Let's yeah. give them a chance to respond. Uh, we're yeah, use... so they they just we basically would not use that technology. It's old, redundant, and quite frankly, just out of date. We would create something better. There hasn't been a reason to go back to the moon, and when other organizations like China have done moon missions they've sent drones you got it we must move into the why next would one. we send humans quick lemon says jen where are your maracas oh the maracas yeah where are they jen where are they now let's just go to the next question i don't even know what to say to that uh, is this some sort of innuendo okay soldier of science is austin and kai what do you they think don't. of the cassini or voyager missions what do I believe about people claiming to go to a medium that literally can't exist scientifically? I'm pretty disinterested in it. I just watch Netflix. And if rockets are going to space, why is your air not going? Good question. They admit they don't even go to space, by the way. They say that they're still in low Earth orbit. True. So, what, oh man, so, so exhilarating 2021. <laughs> <laughs> this one comes in from Do Appreciate Your Question. Kango 44 says Flat Earth is the most intellectually dishonest position out there. Two sticks is all that's needed to measure the radius of Earth. And perfect example of how actually it doesn't determine radius, it's a circumference. Shows how you don't even understand your own religion. You self-projected your intellectual dishonesty because actually you're pretending that that proves the Earth is a globe when a glober earlier admitted that it literally works on both, as did NASA on YouTube. It works on both. So that's ridiculous. Actually, Flat Earth is intellectual honesty summed up because we have to admit we don't know everything. That actually we just know they lied to us. And now we're piecing together what we do know. We physically measure the surface of the Earth. It does not curve at the rate necessary for a radius value they told us. That's just a fact. You're going to have to live with it or pretend it doesn't exist. Soldier of Science says, Austin and Kai, what do you think of the Cassini or Voyager missions? Yeah, yeah. Just, I think you read that, that one already. Oh, so James. sorry, you guys. I, it's really oh, yeah. bad. It's kind of like... You know, it's like it's almost like I'm dropped into like the same like spot right here, like mentally speaking, like where it is. It just Mr. Monster, thanks for your question, says, do you think God created the flat earth? Well, the necessary antecedent to creation is a creator. Um, so, yeah, I don't believe in everything came from nothing, but it wasn't nothing. There was a pre-existing energy, which comes from a Catholic priest. So you yes. atheist, your atheist's worldview literally comes from a creepy psychopathic Jesuit priest. Yes. So George is Lamontre. I don't know exactly how to say his name, but he was a Roman Catholic priest. So when you want to talk about us believing stuff, you should look at the founder but of yeah, your foundation. Yeah, the so. creator created where you live, man. Just yeah. accept it. It gives you more power, not less. All right. The last two. We are, we've run out of time, folks. So to get these guys out of here on the time that we promised, I'm going to read these last two and then we're going to wrap it up. Magellan says, Witsit, how does a radio-based navigation system differentiate, in parentheses, Loran, L-O-R-A-N, between a Y-axis and X-axis signal? Sorry, it's not physically possible. 
not differentiate between the X, Y signal. What that doesn't even make sense. The Cartesian coordinate system is how you map at, map it out. The signals are how you actually determine location relative to a centralized location. So you take your Cartesian coordinate system and it maps out central to your location, right? So we have the Cartesian coordinate system for mapping purposes. How do radio propagation work for thousands of mile if the ground's not horizontal though? So this one coming in seriously folks stop with the questions what this one says what stars really look like says the potter's clay quote unquote is a great flat earth channel for the skeptics you won't find evidence for a stationary earth unless you know where to look this one coming in from ben snyder says austin we can see the stars rotating counterclockwise or clockwise depending on how far north or south you are on the globe how do you explain this all right i'm gonna say it really slow this time okay so clockwise and counterclockwise are not directions okay they're relative directions they're relative to one another they are not absolute directions east and west are absolute directions every single star in the sky moves east to west around the central points okay perception changes clockwise and counterclockwise these are two different things actual directions absolute directions and just apparent conceptual relative directions. Steve McRae's manager says, apparently G-Man, his channel has been raptured from YouTube. What will we do now that he's been banned? I didn't know G-Man was banned. Poor G-Man. Rum Runner says, sniper schools teach sharpshooters to compensate for the curvature of the earth for long-range shooting. So are they all lying as well, Austin? That is uh, patently false. I uh, actually personally... And everyone, all of all the Globers trip out and they like call my bluff. I literally know the people I say I know. Okay. I know tons of people from the military that shoot one, two and a half miles. Okay. I just talked to one person the other day. They're never taught to account for earth curvature. Okay. Now they're told that at a distance, there may be some Coriolis, but they never actually have to account for it. They account for bullet drop much more significant at those short distances than the earth curvature, which just shows how detached from reality that thought is and if the earth is spinning underneath the bullet it should also spin underneath a drone or a helicopter a helicopter should be able to hover over new york and wait for paris to spin underneath to it and this can never happen because the earth is not moving underneath it you got it and we've got to wrap up there folks so sorry if we didn't get to your question i did definitely announce it on stream about two minutes ago i said like we can't take any more stop sending but we do appreciate your questions and we do want to say we appreciate our guests they're linked in the description. So if you want to hear more, hey, what are you waiting for? You can find their links down below right now, whether you're listening via YouTube or the podcast. But I want to say Austin, Kai, Jen, and Mark, thanks so much for being with us. It's been a true pleasure. Thanks yeah, for thank having us. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you guys for thank being you. Thanks for being pretty cordial. Thank you, Jen, for being cordial. It was cool. Nice to meet you. Talk to you soon. Appreciate your guys' spirited responses. And want to let you know, folks, stick around. I've got a big, big update I am absolutely pumped for in that post credit scene. I'll share that with you as DebateCon is more formally launching. This is our in-person debate conference coming up in January in Dallas, Texas. It's going to be huge. So stick around for updates on that in just a moment. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com.